Yo, 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 hey, 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 I am the host, welcome, welcome, the name is Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that all of you has had a great week and a great start to the new week. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, whatever time it may be. I thank all of you for joining this show once again. If you're new to the show, welcome to All In, All Out. All right, let's get it popping. So last week I did an episode asking the question whether Jesus was the way and is the way. And no spoilers, but if you listen to last week's episode, get a clear and very concise common sense answer. But while I was recording the episode last week, I, I made a statement, and the statement went along the lines of, that's why you can't express, or not that you can't, but you shouldn't express spiritual things with a person who is not spiritual or in Christian terms, as the Holy Ghost. And I did not give a scripture that correlated to that. And I first apologize for not giving the scripture because I'm not one to leave people empty-handed, so to speak. But it does give me an opportunity for an episode. So the scripture that I was referring to is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And before we get there, I do, and I want to be transparent with this episode, is that this, this episode specifically is geared towards the Christians, the born-again believers. However, if you want to stay and listen, God bless you, and you're more than welcome. And the reason I say that, because some of the things that I am going to say, if you're not born again, may not completely understand to you, because the, the one thing about Christian, I mean, there's many things, but the one thing about serving Jesus, serving the Lord, is that it's a faith-based relationship. It's a faith-based relationship. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it even states that for we walk by faith, and not by sight. So it is a faith-based relationship. And many people, they only see, they, they think about it intellectually. They look at something and they say, you know what? This is the way it is because that's what I see. Where when, when you have a relationship with God, and you have the Holy Spirit, 
And if, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll be able to see things spiritually. Anyway, this episode, as I mentioned, is geared towards the born-again believers. And the reason I'm doing this episode, one, to pick up, pick up where I left off indirectly with last week's show, and I want to help out the born-again Christians out there to give them skills and ex- ex- explanations on how to bring people to the Lord, to save souls. Because as Mark 16, I believe verse 15 states, when Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Us as Christians, we should be out there preaching the gospel to people, sharing the gospel with people, teaching the gospel to people. Because if you got the greatest gift that anyone can ever experience, and you're not showing people that gift, you're not explaining people that gift on how to receive the gift, accept the gift. And what is the gift? The gift is Emmanuel. The gift is Yeshua HaMashiach. So as I said, I want to give some tools and some advice and explanations on how to do that. So first, let's go into the scripture I, I mentioned earlier, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And in this translation specifically, it's geared towards the young people. Young meaning, say, middle schoolers, high schoolers. Because in the King James Version, or even the New King James Version, certain word verbiage can confuse people in a way, while the NLT is very straightforward, plain and simple, to the, the babes in Christ, essentially. So here we go, verse 14. But people, well, actually, let's go to verse, let's go to verse 13. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual cannot receive truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. But only those who are spiritual can understand what the spiritual means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So... And this, and this, and these couple of scriptures, it's explaining 
that as, as born-again believers, we have the ability, the ability according to the words of the, the great apostle Paul, we have the ability with the Holy Ghost to discern things not only in the spiritual world, but the natural world. The natural world meaning the flesh, you know, what, we, what we see plain in sight, what we feel, what we smell, what we hear, from the natural world. And, but, but the people who aren't, who don't have the Holy Ghost, who still live in that sinful lifestyle, they are unable to comprehend the, the spiritual knowledge and wisdom of the Word of God. Because in their mind, and I give y'all a great example. Sometime last week, I was preaching the go- sharing the gospel, preaching and sharing the gospel with someone. And they were looking at it from a theological perspective. I gave the example when it came to God being the ultimate judge and explaining how your works alone won't get you into heaven. And he was bringing up something with the, the ancient times and Greek mythology and all, all sorts of craziness. Because in their mind, they look, the guy was looking at, it, looking at it from a theological perspective, just another story such as Zeus or the Philistines and the Pharisees and Jonah and Noah. <laughs> it's a regular story. But they don't comprehend and understand the fullness of the Word of God. They're looking at it from a law-minded perspective under the old covenant where the people agreed to that time, even though the prophets of that time told them, look, you're not going to be able to keep up this law. Don't do it. But they, they still did it. And the law essentially under the old covenant was again, based on the 10 commandments. That is in Exodus chapter 20, which my pastor called it the, the lollipop system, where if you do this, I'll do that. If you don't do this, I won't do that. That, in a nutshell, was the old covenant. But in the new covenant, we have what is called grace, the grace of God, where we can fall, we can miss the mark, make mistakes, make decisions, bad decisions that weren't intentional because of ignorance, but because of the grace of God and the mercy of God coincide, we can now be born, reborn again of the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit, and now be under that grace. And be in the Lamb's book of life. As long as we make Jesus the Lord of our life. 
And as long as we follow the, the two commandments of Jesus, love God with all your heart and all your soul, and you love your neighbor as yourself. And, and there are many scriptures to back up this point on why we need to be faithful and why it's important to be faithful for spiritually, right? As I, as I read in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, that we walk by faith and not by sight. If you go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12, let me get there real quick. Praise the name of Yeshua. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, and that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. And then now, if you go to Romans Chapter 10, verse 17, it talks, it talks about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because faith is so important, ladies and gentlemen. That, and that's what the gospel is all about at its core. Having faith. You got to believe in God. You got to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He shed his blood for your sins. And he rose after three days. Hallelujah. For you and for me. You have to believe he is the Son of God, God walking in the flesh. It's a, it's a belief, and it's a choice. I'm here to tell you today, if you don't believe with all your heart, the Bible calls you a fool. The Bible calls you a fool for those who don't believe. Hallelujah. But the scripture, again, in 1017. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hear by the word of God. As the Bible states according to the words of the great Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul is such a great prophet, man. God, God bless him and what he did. God bless him. And, and the last scripture I'll read is in Matthew 13, verses, verse 16. And it talks about having eyes to hear. Excuse me. Eyes to see and ears to hear. <laughs> my, my apologies. So let me go there real quick. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Jesus said, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men 
have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Oh, it's talking about a spiritual eyesight, spiritual hearing from the Holy Ghost. And to put it in layman's terms for people who don't understand the Holy Ghost, it's essentially your conscience. That's what tells you, hey, it's better to do this, not to do that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> to put it in layman's terms, the conscience. And this is why it's so important to have the spirit of discernment when preaching the gospel to those who need saving. The best way to get someone saved is to share the good news. What is the good news? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that ye should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news that Jesus came to fulfill the law and bring a new covenant, the covenant of grace. The covenant that we have missed. As I mentioned earlier, we missed the mark many times. We sinned many times. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Because God is so holy that if we commit one bad sin, we're worthy of death. And the analogy I gave to the guy that God is the ultimate judge. He's the Supreme Court in the United States of America. You go in front of God and you say, God, I know I fornicated. I know I lied. I know I've stolen. I know I've cheated on tests. I know I've been disingenuous. I know I've been prideful. I know I've been lustful. But Lord, I, I helped this person out. I bought them food. Uh, I gave them a car ride. These good works. But good works alone will not get you into heaven. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the way, the truth, and the life. Oops. It gave the spoiler for last week's episode. <laughs> anyway. But instead of just the good works alone, now that you live under the grace, the new covenant, Jesus now can say, he is forgiven. His sins, I will remember them no more. They're under the blood. And now you can enter the kingdom of God. And because you lived out your life following Jesus, a disciple, being a disciple, following the commands of God, God will now say, good, good job. Thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's what you share to people, that you can be saved. You don't have to go down. You don't have to go to hell. The same guy I talked to told me, I know I'm going to hell. My goodness. He said it so nonchalantly. But I'm here to tell you today, because it's coming from a non-holy mindset, a corrupt mind. But you got to share the good news. You got to share it to him. Oh, the wisdom of God. It doesn't need to be this way. You can have peace. You can have everlasting life. You don't have to be angry all the time. You don't have to be suicidal. You don't have to have anxiety. You can have the greatest teacher of all time to show you the way, the holiness, to show you how to live out your righteousness once you receive God. Excuse me. Because once we were made whole, once we were born again, that righteousness came with it. And now you just got to learn how to walk it out. You just got to know how to walk it out. And Jesus is the best example to do that with. Now, I find it, I find it interesting that obviously Jesus is a teacher. And here's how great God is, that he not only gives you a test, because we are being tested. The Bible states that we're going to go through trials and tribulations. Jesus was tested in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Everyone's going to get tested. But that not only does God give you a test, but he gives you the answers to the test. He gives you the answers to the test. Now, what a merciful God that is. He gives you the best way to live and he's giving you the answers on how to live. And that's what we need to do as born-again Christians. Christians as a whole. Disciples. To share the good news with people. To save souls. But the best way to go about it because if you start sharing scriptures with them that are spiritually driven, they're not going to comprehend it because they don't have the Holy Spirit. Just share the good news that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever receives him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got for today. I pray that all of you receive something from this episode. 
I pray that my brothers and sisters in Christ use these tools and this explanation to better bring people to Christ. But remember, at the end of the day, it's their choice. If they choose to go down that road, that's their choice. But continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for them in the mighty name of Jesus. You can follow me on all of my social media platforms. Leave a a comment. Give a five-star rating if you desire. And with that being said, stay blessed and stay well-balanced. Thank you.